Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to the May 1st, 2017 edition of Miracles in Recovery. My name is Ray, and on the phone, I have my co-host, Ellen. She, Hi, Ellen. How are you? Great. How are you? Good, good. Ellen is moving presently, so she couldn't be in the studio. She's knee-deep in boxes, or maybe even waist-deep by now. I don't know. Waist-deep um, in boxes and tape and sore fingers. Well, fortunately enough, we have Dr. George Lindenfeld on the line, and he deals with PTSD, and we were joking before the show, I was I was saying it was uh, ATSD, which is active, and Ellen said current, so whichever it is, uh, we, have, we have Dr. Lindenfeld on the line, and I want to read a real quick piece of his bio, and then we will welcome him. Uh, Dr. Lindenfeld is a clinical psychologist and the founder of Reset Therapy Professional Institute. We will get right into that after we read a little bit of here, which is dedicated to the permanent healing of emotional trauma. God knows we all need that. He served in the Navy SEALs prior to attending his doctorate in child and developmental psychology at Utah State University in 1971. Completed his residency in medical psychology at the University of Oregon. Wow. And holds a diplomat in clinical psychology. That's a mouthful, Doc. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Ray, although I have to correct one thing. I was not a Navy SEAL. I was in the CBs. Oh, I read that wrong. Yeah, I see, I see CBs and I read SEAL. Just, yeah, you, you, served, you served our nation and that's all that matters. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Okay, so let's let's get right into this reset therapy uh, institute um, because I was I was reading about it and it looks very very um, interesting. And while I was reading, I was relating a lot of personal um, stuff to it as well. So as we're going on, I want to share a personal story with you, and maybe you can uh, share a little bit of your wisdom, and I'll get I'll get a free. Uh, clinical uh, evaluation out of it well i don't know if i'll evaluate you but i'll <laughs> sure give you some input right okay so why don't you share a little bit about the recent what uh, reset therapy is well let me start with a little history and we credit uh, dr frank lawless for the creation of an instrument called the baud b-a-u-d which stands for bioacoustical utilization device. He and his son came up with this and uh, many clinicians have been utilizing it for many, many years. I've taken it to focus particularly on post-traumatic stress disorder, although Dr. Lawless has focused on this as well. Now, I believe my contribution is how does it do what it does? And that is it remediates PTSD or brings the individual back to their pre-trauma level. And let me take a pause there so we can have some interaction and I'll take it anywhere you want to go. Okay, so um, I know that there are different I, I go to the VA myself, and um, I know that there's a lot of P- 
PTSD questions and talk and concerns in today's world. Um, but how is it that it's it was ultimately first recognized and labeled as PTSD? Because that wasn't something that I heard when I first got out of the service. I don't know if this is something new within the last 20 years or... Um, I, I do know. I do know that it that it has its effects on me, and I and I'm aware of it today. But I think that has a lot to do with either my service time or my my using and abusing my body and brain out there for so many years as well. Well, there's been all kinds of names for it: uh, shell shock, um, mm-hmm. probably four or five. Uh, Post traumatic stress disorder is relatively recent. And in fact, there's still issue with being able to get the diagnosis. If you're a vet with all the symptoms, it may be labeled anxiety disorder as opposed to PTSD. Now, the vets that I work with don't like the D part. Um, and their take is that this is not a disorder. It was something that may have saved my life when I was in True. a pretty strange and difficult place. True. So there's there's some issue with that final word. Uh, you know, and that, and that ultimately makes sense. But you know, when when I ultimately had to um, give up and surrender completely, I would I would hang on to words that I didn't like, and I would use those as swords to keep me. I don't want to say just to keep me out there sick and suffering. Ultimately, when I put all the words and and phrases away and surrendered completely, could I could I get out of my own way? Now, I'm not saying I'm not suggesting that, you know, the D shouldn't be there. The D should be changed to something else. But I know for me, if I was struggling with disorder then I'm kind of disorderly doing that. And I understand that people don't want to um, claim that. I, I totally understand. I, I, I walk in their shoes. and, and uh, But if I don't surrender 110% completely, then I'm allowing my D to creep in. Understood. Well, and, and PTSD is not just um, something that is specific to veterans. I think that, you know, from from what I see, people all across the spectrum have it, and it is particularly abundant in people with addiction. You know, if, if you start looking into their backgrounds, even people who weren't in the service but, you know, went through whatever type of trauma they went through are now suffering from some type of, of disorder. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with calling it a disorder. A disorder. It's not a disease. It's a disorder. Um, and you know, as a parent of addicts, and you know, this is a show about addiction. As a parent of addicts, I think I have PTSD. There are things that trigger me: ambulances, sirens. If I hear a siren, I wonder. If, you know, if my adult children are not somewhere that I know they are safe, if they're in a police car or an ambulance, um, mm-hmm. phones ringing in the middle of the night doorbells or bangs on the doors, you know, it could be the cops. There's all kinds of things that trigger me as well. So I don't think it's, you know, it's not just specific to veterans. It's anybody who's gone through something awful. This is going to be a great discussion. Uh, Let me throw out thought that I don't really look at diagnosis anymore. I look at cause. Diagnosis is good uh, 
bill the insurance company. I was going to say, it pays the bills. I'm a coder, so I know. Yeah, the, the causation for me has become more significant. And that causation is trauma. It can be related to the addict. It can be related to our first responder who finds a baby floating in a pool mm-hmm. and goes home to his own baby. Or it can be with our combat vets. For me, trauma is the central aspect of this post-traumatic stuff. Mm. You know, it's funny. You, you just said, um, I think I, I think I'm carrying a triple-edged sword. You know, my 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 daughter says all the time that that I have a, you know, just she doesn't like come out and say PTSD, but you know, I I, I fit into three of those categories that you just said. I'm a I'm a I'm a veteran. I'm a uh, retired firefighter. And I'm a recovering addict, so there's been a whole lot of trauma in my adult life. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't have much trauma. I mean, the the, the worst traumatic thing was is I got up to bat and struck out. Um, so yeah, I, I I can I can relate to a lot of the. Um, but, but what do I do with that today? And just I want to share just something that happened to me last week. I was supposed to bring someone to the airport, and I was down in Hollywood. I drove two hours down to Hollywood to work. And in my mind, I had it set that I was going to leave at noon, uh, unbeknownst to anybody else. I wasn't going to tell my boss. I wasn't going to tell anybody. I just had it in my mind when I woke up that I was leaving at 12. I took my will. I told a brand new guy that I was training, a brand new sales rep that I was training. Yeah, I, I, I got to leave at 12 today. I got in my car on autopilot and I was driving north up 95. My boss called me somewhere around Hope Sound and said, what are you doing? And it took about 20 minutes on the call for her to snap me back in place and turn me around. And the whole way that I was driving back down, I couldn't figure out why I, one, put myself in that position, and two, just went on autopilot like that. And I don't know if it was the recent week that, you know, the, the week that led up to it, the stress that I was feeling, but I kind of went like on autopilot and, and it, it got me scared. Yeah, yeah. I'll chat a little bit about that, Ray, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Some of the research that's coming out of the field of neuroscience is giving us new information about the brain that we just haven't had before. I'm talking about in the last 10, 20 years. So one of the bases for reset therapy, and I want to tell you what that means, reconsolidation enhancement by stimulation of emotional triggers. So let's start with reconsolidation. What has been learned is that each time a memory is triggered, it gets restored in the brain again, just as though it's new. Now, this is also a double-edged sword. The good part of the edge is that it gives us the opportunity to alter it. Now, we never knew that before, but we can change the way memory is placed back into the system, the neuronal system of the brain. What happens when we do it properly is that the emotional component drops out, and the network that's involved in these emotions 
resets back to its pre-trauma level, which means the person is thinking logically and coherently again. They're free from nightmares. They're free from insomnia. They're free from flashbacks. All of the symptoms that nothing has seemed to be able to totally dissipate, whether that be medications or different forms of therapy. I'll take a breath here. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to drink in. Um, but I, 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 I understand and get it. But it's still, you know, being being probably feeling a little bit of the effect of it. I kind of try to just shrug that off as you know, just damage that I've done and I know that there's some way to correct it. I just don't know how to step up and like like the good addict, I just carry or shall I say, you know, there was a a movie, it was um The Departed and Matt Matt Damon said to his girlfriend, if anything ever goes wrong in this relationship, you're the one that's gonna have to break it off because I'm Irish and I will deal with this for the rest of my life. So that's kind of that's kind of what my stance is. You know what I mean? I'm Irish, and I'll deal with this for the rest of my life. And that's kind of scary when I'm talking about myself. I'm I'm telling on myself right here over the microphone, over the airwaves. Um, like, what do I do? Well, I I can't tell you what to do right now, but I could tell you what I would do if you were sitting in an office with me. I'd be using sound, and I'd be adjusting this special sound to resonate or connect with that particular experience. So I'd ask you to have it again, Mm -hmm. and I'd want to connect with it. And when I did that, if I offset the sound between one ear and the other ear, that would drop out and that circuit would normalize. It would hmm. go away. Well, now, how do, you, how do you have the experience again? Do you talk about it or do you just think about it? How does that work? There's no talk involved in this treatment. It comes afterwards. And there's no talk involved for a specific reason. I believe you mentioned it, but it's called secondary PTSD. So if I'm a trauma therapist, and day in and day out, I listen to these terrible, heart-wrenching stories coming from whoever, I'm going to pick up that computer virus, and I'm going to develop it. I'm going to catch it. By doing it this way, I'm insulated from that. When I talk to the individual after the circuits reset... I won't catch it. Well, do you have the person just think about the experience? Is that how it works? No, I don't want them thinking about it. I want them to be in (laughs) in Fallujah. I want the limbic system, the emotional center of our mind, highly activated. Thinking would go against that. So I want their senses to light up this part of their brain. In fact, one of my books is called Brain on Fire. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's about uh, a uh, veteran that we did. It's called a QEEG Mm -hmm. before and after. We took like 19 sites on his brain and measured the electrical activity before treatment and after treatment. Mm 
After treatment, the PTSD was gone. Totally gone. Never to come back. Nope. Unless unless you said you experienced something that we experienced things and we put them back into place in our in our mind, right? Well, he well, could be traumatized could by something else. The treatment again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he could be traumatized by something else that didn't occur so, before. Right. So how many how many treatments is like a usual session? Like in other words, like when when somebody comes to see you, how many times do you do this procedure with them before you can claim that they're re-centered or reset <laughs> well we're currently conducting sorry, a, reset, study, yeah. <laughs> a study um, which will ultimately involve 36 combat veterans from Vietnam era Gulf War and Afghanistan uh, Iraq mm-hmm. they receive pre and post testing and then are provided with two to four treatments that's okay. it Ray Okay, so, so by it's the pretty, end it's of the fourth quick. treatment, we expect that particular, and I use the word target, that they use to activate the emotional part of their mind to be reset back to normal. Because hmm, you, you could walk around for years with, without a reset, and it takes two to four um, sessions, and you're back to your reset point. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, like for me, like I like for me, I, I don't really I don't really talk about it. I don't really speak about it. But I do have a concern in my mind that, um, you know, it, it is a reality. I mean, you know, being in the Marine Corps for four years and then then being a firefighter for 15 and then an active addict even before that. I've seen a lot of death. I've seen a lot of trauma. I put myself through a lot. I put my family through a lot. So I so I do carry a burden, even though I'm 28 years clean. That burden may not be as heavy today, but it is still as active as it was the day that I decided to totally surrender. And yeah. we are coming up quick on a break. So if we can hold that thought and let me read something real quick, we will uh, pick this conversation up on the, uh, the other side of the break. Phone lines are open. Call and share your experience, strength, or hope. Or if you have any questions for Dr. Lindenfeld, please, by all means, call 866-472-5792. Let your voice be heard. Make a difference. We'll be back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Dr. George Lindenfeld, the author of Brain on Fire, A Therapist's Guide to Extinguishing the Flames of PTSD on the line with us. You know, and it's funny, I, I when we went to break, I said right out loud, wow, I just told on myself, you know. Um, and it makes me think of Lou Holtz. He said when he was, uh, when he was a coach for the... Um, for Notre Dame, he said, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. We started sharing about PTSD and that was my reaction. It was, it was like, I, I have the need to tell on myself. So I guess ultimately, you know, if you're out there and you're feeling any effects or any causal effects of what it is that we're sharing today, please, by all means, we're going to have Dr. Lindenfeld share his social media outlets so that one, you can get in touch with him and he can answer some of your questions or just to be able to reach out and say, Hey, maybe I just need a friend. So doc, if you could, could you uh, recite your, how people can get in touch with you? Sure. I'll give you my webpage, which will be primary. It's www period dr for doctor and my last name, L I N D E N F E L D Lindenfeld Reset R E S E T Therapy T H E R A P Y dot com. Now it's got my telephone number, it's got my email address, everything's on there. There's a blogs on there, there's books on there, you name it. Nice. And that and so it's all wrapped up in one little quick bang. Yes. www.drlindenfeldresettherapy.com and don't use the old saying, I'll call tomorrow, because that day may never come. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that are suffering. There's a lot of people out there that feel hopeless. And all you need to do 
is reach out. You can you can call me when I'm out of the studio. It's 855-STOP-USING. That's 855-STOP-USING. That rings right to my cell phone. Um, if you can't find Dr. Lindenfeld's information, call 855-STOP-USING. That's quick and easy. And I will direct you how to get in touch with him. So, Doc, if, if you could, you want to share a little bit of um, how this can be applied to addictive disorders and like, you know, the different than like what's different than the traditional addiction therapies. Sure. Before I go there, though, I want to make sure because I'm 77, mind you, I want to oh, get okay. this part of the information out. Um, I did a lot of research related to the books I'm writing. <clears throat> one of the most startling one or two that I've come across is that this PTSD thing can get locked into the brain, in the circuitry of the brain, not show any symptoms until someone gets into their 60s, 70 and after. It's called delayed onset PTSD. It's important to know. It's always up there. It just hasn't been triggered yet. The second piece of information, this one really floored me. Mm -hmm. Our combat vets develop dementia Alzheimer's, that kind of stuff, at twice the rate of non-combat vets. Oh, wow. When the brain is in the protect and defend mode, all of the time, it wears it out. A couple of important pieces of information. We want to reset that switch. Just imagine going up to the light switch on the wall and saying, shut off, shut mm -hmm. off. That's what traditional therapy does, in my opinion. It doesn't do it. We have to literally reset that circuitry. Now, sound is not the only way it's being done. Some people are exploring light. Some folks are working with the tongue. That's an interesting one. Um, but whatever, <laughs> if we can reset that circuit, we give quality of life back. Now, how long has your method method been around for like you said that there's light and tongue how long has your method been in place i'm not going to be exact because i don't recall the date right but i'm going to say about uh, 10 or 12 years so it's relatively new okay but it's successful i mean you've seen success so you know if, if that's the way that it works for your client base then why change it you know i mean i guess maybe light might work for some people like you said but you know, there's no sense in you tanking around with light if sound works. Well, well my I'm first six... about the delayed, um, you know, why Why do you think there's a delay and, and it doesn't hit some people until they're over 60? It's because the frontal lobe of the brain is able to contain and control it. As we age and that control weakens, the symptoms break out. I see. Hmm. I'm asking because I, I'm going to be 61 soon <laughs> and I, I, that is a lot of, of things happening that I never expected you know it's all it, as a young person oh that'll never happen to me and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's interesting so that, that explains a lot mm -hmm. probably so explains you, the dementia too you know the, the, the accelerated and uh, accelerated rate of dementia and, and the fact that more veterans have it well, the, these veterans are showing 
um, that they're aging much faster as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well they look much problem. older than they are. Yeah, I, I don't have that problem. I look much younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Someday it may catch up to me. I may wake up in the morning and be like my grandfather, like, oh, no. Yeah, so you asked we, about uh, we addiction. Turn into our parents and grandparents. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I did. I, I asked um, how can it be applied in the field of addiction and what's the difference, uh, the differential treatment from traditional uh, addiction therapies. Okay, now mind you, all of our current therapies are by and large based on talk as a basic premise. Mm-hmm. Now we can talk about some exceptions such as neurofeedback, which I've done for over well, I've been in the business 48 years now, but I guess I used neurofeedback for a good 30 of those. And then the VA uses gold standard, and that's called uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. which is talk uh, based on using the logic of the mind to understand what you're doing with yourself. And then we've got exposure therapy in the form that some use is called prolonged exposure, just talking about the trauma over and over and over and over again. I don't like that one. Although mm. I use the same premise, but where I do it properly only one time. And here the individual is going through it in their mind. They're not speaking it out loud. Addiction. Let's assume that not all but a good part of addiction is based on trauma at some point. Mm -hmm. If we can resolve that trauma, we have a better chance of remediating the addiction. Going beyond that, if we can tune into craving, which is possible with the BOD, then we can reduce its effects. We can also use it to tune up natural positive reinforcers, being with people, being around people. So we can suppress one aspect of the addictive cycle and we can build the more positive aspect. Well, Hmm. how do you tune into the craving? How do you do that? Well, you ask the person to crave. So they'd come in without their cigarette, let us say, for a period of time, right. so the craving is there. Oh, okay. So, so you come in jonesing for a fix. Well, oh, no, yeah. not necessarily. Oh, oh, well, I mean, you take in somebody. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't ultimately take the physical the physical aspect of it away. It may help. It may help with the mental aspect of it. But I mean, as soon as, and I'm just speaking through my own personal experience. I know that if I walked in somewhere and. Um, you were using sound therapy on me and I was physically sick, I know that I probably, well, I, I can't say I know, but I probably still would be physically sick when I left, correct? Well, maybe and maybe not. Uh, this approach is being used for chronic pain and physical illnesses oh. as well. Oh, okay. So, so if I can tune like in... Withdrawal, opioid withdrawal when they're in the throes of the throwing up and diarrhea and sweats and all that? Possible. Possible. It could certainly soften it. Right. No, well, right. well, let me ask you this, because you could, in my experience, you can tell an addict, you know, don't use today and come in, and they're going to sneak and do it anyway. Does it still work? 
if we can get the proper resonance between the craving and the frequency of the sound. So perhaps it's only... Perhaps it's only a tenth. I mean, do you put something on... Let him answer the question. ...nose on their heads or... (laughs) Oh, yeah, they have headphones on. Okay. And it is connected to this BOD device, which is battery-driven, so there's no chance of shock. Okay. And it is tuned in so that that connection is established. Now, once we have that connection and the craving, let us say, is reduced, typically it'll stay reduced for upwards of two to three days. That's typical. They then need another reset. So many of my colleagues have the uh, bot in their office, and the individual comes in, has their settings, runs 15, 20 minutes, and they're good for three days, two days. Others actually purchase the unit and use it when they feel a craving. Hmm. And it's it's literally a sound. Yes. That they're hearing in the in the headphones. Yeah, it's referred to as a binaural sound. Now, is that I I went to uh, Moments of Change, which was the uh, addiction um, foundations. Um, conference there at the breakers this year and there was a gentleman who had couches and they, he, he laid me down but he told me it was more relaxation that one he put he put headphones on and they were different it almost sound it almost sounded doc like remember the uh the the ear the hearing tests we used to take when we were kids yeah uh, with that with the with the different beeps at the different levels high and low that's kind of what um, I was listening to, and he he referred to that as relaxation. So it must have been it must be something completely different than what your sound is, right? Well, it, no, it has a calming effect at the frequencies it was set at. <clears throat> but mind you, the frequencies were not specifically tuned in to your target. That's right. the difference. So if your target is. I'll do a little self-revealing. I've got peripheral neuropathy from mild diabetes. Mm-hmm. If I tune into that, tune the sound into the throbbing in my toes or numbness, it'll reduce it. Hmm. This has all kinds of applications. Right, because, you know, like the, the brain is so powerful that... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't even know really what we have on our shoulders, you know. I mean, and it's incredible that you know you you hear stories of, or even just you know traditional um, PTSD therapy, sitting in a room and sharing your experiences of you know the traumatic things, and and really when you when you think of it, that doesn't do anybody good because you're sharing to twenty seven other people what it is that is traumatic to you. And they're taking that in, and they're carrying that as well. I what mean, you're doing, Ray, is you're re-triggering them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the huh. thing that scares me, too, is that a lot of, I'm sure a lot of veterans and a lot of other people are loaded up with the psych drugs. And a lot of them have terrible side effects, and I find them pretty scary. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, right. It's called a cocktail. 
you take yeah. four or five <laughs> and you become, as the vets call it, a zombie. Right. That is exactly right. true. And I know a lot of people that are taking that cocktail and are zombies, and I think it's it's really sad because I think they have long-term side effects that we don't even know about yet. Absolutely. Now, do you do you work with the with the local VA, or are you just well, do, do they kind of refer to you, or between you and God's ear, uh, the bureaucracy is unbelievable, right? Yeah, I know. I, this oh, is yeah. the reason gotcha. we are conducting this study of thirty six vets. We're completing the first six, and we're writing that up to submit to a peer review journal. And mm-hmm. the reason for that is we need to raise about two hundred and sixty thousand dollars to pay for the study. Okay. Wow. So are you, we're are you on the on the way? Are you using a specific age group, or are you using uh, you know the the whole continuum of vets from Vietnam all the way to the guys that are from the Gulf War? Well, I mentioned, but there's twelve from Vietnam, twelve from Gulf, and twelve from our current involvement. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, our first six. I'll give you an example. One served four tours in Vietnam on his third marriage, which is was failing. Uh, three treatments. He's back to balance, if you want to call it that. His marriage is renewed. Uh, he's mm. feeling his life again. Wow. The wow. six are showing amazing, amazing changes. No, that's 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 incredible. You know, and and it's a shame that you know you said the word bureaucracy. It's a shame that alternative, which is probably usually better than traditional in most cases kind of gets a back seat because you know like when i was a kid a doctor did this and our response was that and we just blindly followed what the doctor said so the doctors of of yesterday are still practicing medicine and they're the ones that are dictating policy so when something new comes along they say yeah, that's that's not us, and they just you know it's it's a shame that we as a country allow our veterans, our addicts, our whoever that is experiencing PTSD to still stay sick and suffering if there is a rational, quick way to reset. We're coming up on a break, and I just wanted to get that in before we did, um, but you know. It just it just blows my mind that there is there is this resource that not everyone knows about, you know. And and if you're sick and tired of living a lie, if you're sick and tired of living the way that you are, reach out. If this is something that you think we're, we're talking we're talking to like 27 different countries now, or or even more. I, I don't know how many are listening today. I won't get the results until until the weekend. But last week we had people listening in in Uganda. So this is a message that's a global message, and I'm so grateful that you're on to be able to share your wisdom. And with that, we will be back after this message. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. 
It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a pet parent? Are you interested in a better understanding of the care and health of your best friend? Listen every week for Pet Panorama with Dr. Julie Mayer. Just as in your own personal health care, you can also take charge of the health care of your pet by exploring natural approaches to keep them healthy in addition to more conventional veterinary care. Don't you want them having the best life possible? Listen Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Wow, I'm just like blown away by this by this conversation that we're having. Uh, first, I want to say, if you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send me an email at ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. We will send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show for a full hour, like Dr. Lindenfeld is, uh, so we can discuss and focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community or even what Dr. Lindenfeld is bringing to the PTSD community. Um, I know that it probably goes hand in hand, but, um, you know, I would suggest that you go out and where can they find your book, Doc? They can find it on Amazon, correct? Uh, no, on my webpage. I tried oh. it on Amazon. It didn't take. So my uh, web guy said, well, put it on your webpage. And okay. That's where it is. There's six books on there, actually. And, and I believe uh, three of them are now up for purchase. My next one that's coming out, catch this name. When Johnny comes marching home again with PTSD trailing behind him, it's wow. for the family, wow. and that should be out this month. Right. Uh, my sister, my sister just texted me and said, "Tell Ellen, one of my coworkers said people are living longer, so we are today's teenagers." <laughs> so, <laughs> which is Thank you very which is much. true. I, I would enjoy yeah. being a teenager again because boy, do yeah. I really know how to do it this time around. I don't know if you fit into those skinny jeans anymore, though, right? Uh, you know, you get to a certain age, you don't care how you look in the skinny jeans. Well, if you, if but, you but, like them, it's but that's okay. What I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about your your uh, 
I was talking about <laughs> now style. Be careful, Ray. Style, style. <laughs> style. Not, the, not the shape, the style. Um, so, yeah. So, um, they can go on and buy your books online. And also, you sent me a copy of something that you are uh, presently in the, in the middle of writing, correct? Chapter one? Uh, I don't recall which one. I'm, I'm working on first responders. And okay. We might I, want to chat about that a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, and, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I think that's a fascinating topic because I know in Palm Beach County where they're having a lot of overdose and overdose deaths due to the opioid epidemic, they are saying mm-hmm. that a lot of the first responders have terrible PTSD from having to deal with that, you know, yeah. over and over and over again. So if I can chat about that a little bit, sure. we, know, we know that 20 veterans are taking their own lives every day. We yes. don't have a way to determine first responders because the way the CDC collects data, they're in different groups. So doctors are in one, nurses are another, paramedics are in another. We need to get our government to put together those folks that are first responders and get statistics. I'd be willing to bet it's the same rate as the vets. At I least be willing 20 to bet a day. Or even more. Yeah. Also, um, I, yeah. I know that our EMTs, about 50% of them, only can do it for about four years. And then they have to go on to something else. They just can't handle it. In, in today's society, I can understand that, yeah. yeah. In today's society, well, I can understand that. and a lot of the that. EMTs that I've met are vets, are actually, you know, veterans from the current war, the young ones. Right. Same with police and firemen. You know, and, and I think ultimately the reason why they had, you know, it was, it was, they were civil service jobs coming out of, uh, was it Korea or World War II? They were civil service jobs where all the jobs were taken when these guys came back. So they made them firemen, police. Um, so I took a civil service test and I, uh, to get on the fire department, I took a civil service test and I got like preferential treatment because that's the way it always was. I didn't really need it, but you know, with the mark I got, I really didn't need it. Um, but just to share a little bit about being on the fire department with, you know, um, overdoses and everything like that. Uh, yes, it's, yes, it's absolutely true that, um, First responders, which we were firefighters, we, we would we would be the first ones in because we had so many houses around. The ambulances would be wherever, and then the police would wait until we got there. Um, you know, we would get on the scene, and there would be an active overdose. And I remember going in that we we were four men. We never went down under four men unless somebody was on on uh, you know leave for a couple hours we never went on to four men so there was always four men that walked into the house and i remember three of them standing around a body having you know not nice comments and then looking back over their shoulder and going oh oh that's right raise here with us because they knew that i was a recovering addict and i was probably in that position at one time in my life um and i remember you i used to say all the time you know we're all just one bad decision away from being that individual on the floor. Now, in in today's society where they're giving them Narcan and they're actively administering and trying to get them out of the overdose state, 
that has to be a little bit more traumatic than standing there, propping somebody up and waiting for the ambulance to get there, waiting for the paramedics to get there. So mm-hmm. I can understand where they are feeling it, especially, you know, and you said 22 veterans are committing suicide a day. 20. 20. Okay. I remember the 22 for some reason, but 20 are committing suicide a day. We, we probably lost in Cleveland last night alone 32 people from fentanyl overdose. Yes. So, yes. you know, it's just as traumatic, if, if not more. 144 a day. Wow. Is that what the average is? That's what the average is. It's gone up from a year ago quite a bit. It's really scary. It's frightening. It's, it's very scary. And if we have tools out there to be able to um, deliver a, a, a reset message to these people, I don't know why we're not engaging in it. I agree. Well, if, if, if I may talk about the first responders for a minute. Sure. Let's, let's imagine that they come in to the profession and someone knowledgeable sits down with them and establishes the setting for some small emotional boo-boo they've had in their life. So we now have the setting, right? It's on record, and they come back from a terrible experience. They take Mm -hmm. out the baud. They tune the settings into the one we've established before. They put it on for 15, 20 minutes. They will not develop PTSD. We will prevent it. Even before it starts? Yes. We'll stop it from being stored. To just go with them all the time. Well, I'd have it it in the station. They don't don't have to take it with them. Is this available for the public to purchase or is it something that they they need constant training on and or is it something where like a fire department a city fire department can buy 10 of them and have um people use them on their uh staff i'm in the process of training mental health professionals and addictive professionals Mm -hmm. to be certified in this reset therapy You can go and buy it yourself, but your success of tuning in is going to be questionable. Many Mm -hmm. people buy it. They don't know what they're doing. They throw it away. They give it away. They put it in a drawer. When someone helps you get the proper frequency, which is not always easy, then you've got something you can go by. So I believe believe folks have to be trained to... uh, Oh, yeah, no, and and I... I I, I wholly believe that as well. What's the what's the cost of a uh, um, piece of equipment? A bod, yes. Around five hundred dollars. Oh, it's oh, it, this is not extraordinarily expensive. Right, it's just knowing how to do it. That's where yeah. the yeah, yeah the expertise comes in to be able to do it correctly. Like you said, that you know, I would I would sit here and I would put it on and I'd go, this is dumb, and I'd walk away because I'd, I'm not experienced enough to be able to connect um, where I'm supposed to be. But I think that's awesome that the availability is there. We just need to get the awareness out there. And I think ultimately within this hour, we have done that. And I'm sure I've gotten texts from a couple of people like, uh, like, wow, you know, because this isn't, this isn't a topic that we always talk about. We always talk about, you know, the, 
I mean, I talk about my addiction, but I don't get into, you know, the creepy crawlies of it. And today it brought me to a place where it got me nervous because I was telling on myself about things that are going on in me still, even after 28 years clean. So I think it's time that we get this message out there to be able to get people feeling well again and reset. I'm curious, can you have more than one? I think you call them a neurofrequency. Well, you have more targets. So you can have an anger target. You can have survivor's guilt, uh, depression. In other words, the mind is the divining rod. And whatever you choose to tune into as the target, you would learn or have someone assist you to identify the frequency. I mean, we're into new age stuff. This is not 18th century psychoanalysis anymore. Right. Which, as, as we kind of alluded to, doesn't appear to be working if the current state of, you know, what we see going on in society as a whole is any kind of an indicator. You know, first of all, it's very expensive. Second of all, you know, again, it doesn't appear to be helping a whole lot of people. Because there are an awful lot of sick and suffering people out there. Well, if, for example, if we can reset that circuitry appropriately, then people become capable of insight. I talk about the neuronal circuit of PTSD. Part of that circuit affects the speech centers of the brain. In this sense, the person that has experienced the trauma cannot articulate what's going on with them, nor can they receive and understand what's being said to them. They don't make any True. sense of it. True. 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 I mean, and I walk, I walk therapists, that. Yeah. we babble on. Right. Right. Well, make sure make sure that you uh, reach out to Dr. Lindenfeld at www.drlindenfeldresettherapy.com. Everything is all one in one wrapped up nice little bundle there. If you have any questions, you said there's a phone number there. There's books. Um, and, you know, I'm so grateful that you came on with us for this hour, Doc. We're about three minutes to close. Um, and I just want to thank you. And I, and I know that I'm going to have to ask you to come on again in the near future because it's just so interesting. And, I, and this just, it just amazes me what I've sat through for this hour. And I'm the host of the show. Yes. I'd like to throw in one more thing. On my web page, when you scroll down on the home page, there's a little box that says media. Click on that, and you're going to see a two-and-a-half-minute TV show with an Afghanistan veteran. Uh, her name is Trudy. Mm-hmm. She was experienced rape in the military as well as combat, and you'll hear her story quickly of how she was transformed. It's amazing. I'm, I'm sure it is, and and you know, with this with this bod being out there and and uh, people having access to it, um, I think we need to, you know, make sure that our message still um, resonates with with what we learned on this show. You know, I mean, I, I'm constantly trying to better my life. I'm constantly trying to better it for my family and friends. And if there's a piece of equipment or the, you know, called the BOD uh, that can reset, 
me so that my my mind is where it's supposed to be. I mean, it, it may not want it to go back to where it was, but it, it may reset me to where, you know, I, I need to be. Yeah, I'm Amen to that. In this too. I think okay, there so, are probably a lot of people that need to be reset, and, and uh, I look well, forward to this getting mainstream. You mentioned overseas. Just think of all these refugees and the horrors they've done. Oh, yeah. I know, and they and they haven't even hit our shores yet, you know. Or, or or that's why you know we we see, you know, such disarray and, and, and chaos because they're not, you know, they're they're dealing with the trauma and everything in the in the only way that they know how to, and that's not always the healthiest way. From from what I've been learning, you know, I mean, if I can drive up the street and not know why I was doing it, can you imagine yeah. what they feel living that? right now you know um i feel we should fly over and drop a whole bunch of bods and a whole bunch of clinicians and try to square them all away maybe we ought to start in chicago ray some of my colleagues call it trauma city yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure it is I'm, I'm sure it is i mean it's a that's a you know the, the united states is in a sad state of repair and if and if it's something as simple as you know what we've spoken about, then it's something that this is something that needs to be brought to the forefront. You know, old methods do not work anymore. Um, and I'm very grateful that you came on the show, Doc, and I'll share a little bit of your experience, strength, and hope. We have about 30 seconds left, so I would like to just read your um, email address. One, well, not your email address, your website. It's www.drlindenfeldresettherapy.com. Thank you for coming on, Doctor, and we will ultimately have you on in the near future because I'm speaking about this yet. Thanks a lot. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, well, Very and remember. Right, exactly. And remember, with miracles and recovery, hope is in your corner, and you've experienced just a little bit of hope tonight. Reach out. If you cannot get in touch with the doctor, call me, 855-STOP-USING. That's 855-STOP-USING. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.